what a bitsy girl, Ruby, and I'm your wife. Maybe one day you'll think I'm as great as one of those Tokimeki girls. Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular Transform and Dive Rangers, episode 12, Fair Game. So, this isn't relevant to the episode at hand, per se, but it is relevant to upcoming things. I finally found a name for the game system we've used in the podcast all the time, pretty much. Tights and Transformations. My game plan is to sometime before the end of winter, which is fastly approaching, so probably closer into some time of spring, release it to itch.io or for purchase as a beta somewhere. No idea if anyone would be interested, but I'm an American, so I can always use a little extra cash, and why not have the option, right? Uh, I'll keep everyone updated as we begin to rolling things out with this. For now, let's just dive into the episode. John, you are moving with Henri further into the forest. At a certain point, you realize the surroundings are no longer fitting what you had previously seen. You were on top of a ridge, but now you feel like you're at the bottom of a valley that should not be. As you continue going down, when you see in front of you, it becomes even darker. But you get the feeling of things around you. You see eyes peering out between the tree line, between tree, but then they scurry away and they disappear. As Henri is moving with you, she looks towards you and says, as she's holding the dot matrix printer stuff, at this point, having already exhausted two of the boxes, she is now holding a large stack of them, kind of looking through GPS coordinates as at this point it becomes clear that the GPS coordinates she sees on the tracker that she brought with her are no longer matching up with anything that should be possible. What do you do? Um... John, thanks for a moment. So I guess it looks like we're home, Henri. It's not really home for me. Nope. And she seems visibly shaken through this. Hey, uh, Henri, take my hand. She grabs your hand tightly. He holds it as they walk forward. I want you to roll courage. Eight. Okay, with an eight, I'm going to say, does the bad thing happen to you? Does the bad thing happen to Henri? Happens to John. As John is moving forward, he feels his, you, you feel your entire body just pull up from underneath you as you feel your head just kind of flip upside down and the entire world flips upside down. And you realize that you are hanging with a knot tied around your ankle and hanging from the air. Your one leg is almost pulled out of its socket as you feel yourself just snatched up into the air like that. Henri tried holding onto your hand as best she could, but she you were just pulled away from her so quick. 
and she looks up at you as you are about six feet above her. When you look up, you cannot see the end of the rope. It is so dark that you just see the rope go up and up and into darkness. John? Uh, yeah? Are you okay? Oh yeah, I'm fine. Uh, John pulls out his knife and starts cutting the rope. That's John, I don't know foot. if that's the, the best idea. It's It's a pretty far drop and I don't want you getting hurt any worse. Uh, w well, the other option is to climb the rope and, uh, yeah, I don't like that option either. Hmm. Um, Could I, um, could I, uh, tie a knot from my rope onto the rope that's holding my leg and then cut my leg free so that I still have a rope down? Mm hmm Okay. Uh, I would like to try that. Okay, I'm going to say roll courage for that. Alrighty, I'm just going to take this one, copy it. Also, I assume you are happy you didn't get that result earlier. That was Shin's. Uh, I know but that's what I'm saying. Just... Like, like, I'm I'm sure Shinu is happy to not get. Yeah, and I got a six. Oh God. <sighs> I'm Could going I... to let you tell me how this. How bad it goes? Yeah, I want I want you to decide how bad this goes. So, uh, it's so dark that John isn't able to get a good knot on the rope above him, and mm -hmm. so when he cuts his leg free and starts climbing down, the rope unknots itself, and John plummets to the ground. Take three harm as you land on the ground. As you are on the ground, Henri immediately rushes to your side. And I think when you landed, you land mostly on your shoulder. And I think Henri looks over at it and says, just starts pushing at certain parts of your shoulder. Just mm -hmm. completely in nurse mode. Just completely in doctor mode, I should say. She's not a nurse. She's a doctor. Now who's being the misogynist? Uh, she starts poking at and pushing against parts of your arm, just kind of being like, okay, can you feel this? Does this hurt? I think as you are feeling this, as you have a... As she's pushing against it, it becomes clear that as you landed, you dislocated your... Mm. Yep, nope. It don't feel good. Um, hmm. John, I don't necessarily feel safe resting for the night. The idea of you walking around right now 
John, we have two things. I can try and make a splint for you, and you can live with that. Or I can try relocating your shoulder right now. Let's just go with relocation. I never was a big fan of having a sling. I want you to roll courage for that. Okay. Normally, I would never have you roll for if someone else is able to do something. In this case, I feel like I want the drama. It goes poorly unless I use a destiny counter. Do you want to use a destiny counter on this? Yeah, it feels like I should because it's it's I got I got the worst roll possible. So uh, I'm gonna use a destiny counter. Okay, with a destiny counter, she's able to pop your shoulder back in, and you immediately feel better. Oh, that feels Remove so much better. One harm. Uh, okay. She helps you back to your feet, and she helps you kind of get back into the move of things as you continue moving down. Hey, are we going up or down with the destiny counters? So right now it's still that you are losing them rather than gaining them, but I am going to, at some point soon in the future, because of living system, going to make it so that all three of the things you have are things you gain rather than things than like you lose one and gain two of them. As you are traveling through, at one point you actually notice a fork more or less in the path, per se. You actually see like a continuing path and then you see a off kind of brush. The forest is starting to divide out and you're starting to see larger trees but you are starting to see less of the trees that are directly in your path. And so mm-hmm. between this one large tree, you're going to see a actual path, and you're going to then see a brush on the other. Is any of this starting to look familiar to John or no? There is no possible way that any of this could ever look familiar to you. Okay. Uh, figured I'd ask. Um. Well, any ideas? John, you have a better connection to this stuff than I do. What feels like the right path? Um, I can let you roll secrets to determine which path is going to be safer. Okay. Yeah, we could try that. Um, I, I don't so know. if you want to roll Chroma for me real quick. Sure. Um this plus zero ten so you're definitely going to want to avoid the path mm-hmm. um could i could we uh say that the he reaches in his pocket and pulls out the uh the the discolored orb from ishi peshu and it mm-hmm. slightly goes brighter when he points it towards the the brush path and not the actual path no, absolutely. That that is what happens as you point the orb of Mishipeshu. It doesn't glow or anything, but you slightly hear a a sound. You almost hear the cry of Mishipeshu as you point it that direction. This way. As you get on that way, you start going down. 
as you're going down, you start feeling like you are almost leaping down. You start going down with a fast descent. And as you keep going, you find yourself moving down until right in front of you, you see an edge of a cliff that both of you are hurtling towards so fast that you have no choice but pretty much to jump off of. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of the cliff, you feel water rushing around you as you realize you've jumped into a lake. Cal, as you are walking out of the room, and as everyone's starting to rush and shuffle out around this time, I think Tippy pulls you off to the side. Yeah. Cal, I I absolutely need to talk to you about something. If we just talk quietly between the two of us real quick, if we could just... It, uh, Professor Endymion, is it all right if we use your uh, uh, office? Thank you so much. And she kind of pulls you by the <laughs> arm into yeah, yeah. Endymion's office. And she walks inside there and she says, Cal, it's... It, it's Incredibly important that we talk. It, oh my Calm, God, I, like Cal basically like grabs her shoulder and says, "Calm down. Explain slowly." It. Uh, okay. Okay. Mister Young was on TV. He's he's a superhero now. He. There is. There are there are, there are there are there are four reports. Four, four, four people. Okay, five, maybe. Okay, we don't, we have, there's so many. One of them, one. So, Cal, one of them's your height. Okay. And you're disappearing. You jumped on the back of a moving truck. There was the incident with Mr. Dancer. I, um, which there's a lot there. And I, um, you're a superhero, aren't you? Uh, uh, Kyle, like, basically, like, shoulder slumped, just, like, puts his hand in his head. He's like, gosh, it's not even been, like, a week. <laughs> so you are. You, 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 Cal, please be honest with me, okay? Yes. Like, like I just. I, I can. I am the orange diver. It. Oh, I thought you. No, it's fine. No, it's. <laughs> Wait, who did you think I was? It. I we have to do we have to like what if what if I did a piece on you? Okay, like how how cool would that be? Like an expose, like something like that. Like you you could you could talk about what all of you want. Okay, Mister Yong is currently using being a superhero just to sell more of his stupid drinks. Okay, and Cal Cal, you could Cal, you could do this so much better. You you could. Listen, okay, me and you can come together and we could do this. We we could like 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 think of think of, think of what we could do. Think about what like, yes, like calm down could... again. He's basically at the controller again, not like having a panic attack of like excitement or something. Okay, <sighs> I agree with you that that would be a good idea. One thing I don't want to happen is more people to know it was me in the suit. It... The last I... time someone knew that, they threatened Everyone I knew, and I don't want that to happen again. But, but imagine, I could like people would feel so much safer knowing that 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 you were 
that their lives were in your hands. That. Yeah, Kyle's like, uh, puts his like hand on his forehead again, like, it would probably make them feel safer, yes. But it's I'm made, just not ready for that yet. It's made me feel safer. Cal, uh, basically says, I can, I can basically get you an, uh, exclusive interview with, like, air quotes, with the Orange Diver, and we could start there. And you okay. can put it on your blog. It, oh, oh, no, no, I, I, I think we should take this to Gemma Lawton. Uh, who's that again? Remind me. She was the news reporter that came to the scene last episode. Okay. I. If you think you can make it work, go ahead. I think... I think it would be the talk of the town, even more so than we already have. I... It... I think... Okay, if we did it, if we did it, we would have to... And I think at that exact moment, someone knocks on the door. And to yeah, another me, time, like, I'll, I'll talk to you later, basically. Oh, Shush. Yeah, no, ab absolutely. Yeah. And then Cal would, like, open the door. And I assume it's Keats, or and Professor Endymion. <laughs> on the other side, it's Nabila. Hmm. Hello. Mr. What, did you want me to call you Mr., or did Just you Just call me Cal. Me Cal. Cal, um, it's, I, is everything okay here? She looks over at Tippy, and Tippy is just, like, kind of, like, vibrating in excitement. Yeah, I was just gonna, I was just explaining a couple more details uh, about the blushes, and she is just a little excited, that's all. Oh, I actually was curious about that myself. I... I think the idea of using the internet would be fascinating, especially to connect people together, potentially more than just it. Is now a bad time? No. <laughs> Cal says this as Tiffy is like vibrating in the corner, I assume. <laughs> Sam, I assume you are walking out, and I think as you're trying to kind of walking out and leaving the first or uh, leaving the second story and starting to go down you are starting to walk in pace with professor endymion yes and she's looking over at you and she has kind of a you know and and she's probably closer to like 10 years older than you but gosh is she just she she's a hot milf okay just putting that out there <laughs> she is a very hot milf she is she's a very ruby character it, she, yeah she's 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 a ruby character and more importantly she's sam's type yes and that's not me deciding for sam that is me already knowing what joe might. yeah <laughs> and so she's kind of just kind of flirting a little bit so professor taylor or can i call you sam by chance you can absolutely call me Sam. Well, Sam, I am actually very curious about what exactly it is that made you take this position. I look forward to working with you, but you seem rather busy with everything you have at Bowen. 
I'm yeah, wondering why it's... Bowen didn't send a more qualified representative who didn't have to cover your half as, you know, didn't make you have to cover everything yourself. <laughs> it's definitely been a whirlwind there in the last couple of weeks. Um, I can imagine big monsters showing up. Or I'm sorry, I believe they've been trying to call it a creature instead. Uh, yes, unidentified creature is what it said in the press release that Mr. Young made me proofread before it got approved. Um, but Bowen paid for a lot of my school. I'm very thankful uh, to the company uh, for as long as it's been around. And I do think it does tend to be supportive of students. So I'm really excited to continue to be involved with this internship. And I'm glad that you're giving them the space they need to be able to grow, not only as like kids and students, but as like professionals. I'm really happy to have you on board. Can I call you Keats? Absolutely. I can't imagine it. Professor Endymion is something I really want my subordinates or my students to call me. Keats is definitely something I'd much prefer. I think as you're saying this, you go to open up the door to the actual outside of the building, and it's locked. Huh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Normally, the staff key should work on these things, right? And Keith starts to kind of fiddle and takes out her staff key and inserts in the door and tries to open it up. And it still doesn't work. Huh. Should I try mine? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, do I have to roll? Yeah, I would say. Should it be like a wits roll? Yeah, give me a wits roll. We're using this one. 10. With a 10, you try your hardest to get the door open, and it actually does begin to jiggle and shake. And as you're about to actually push it open, the door pushes back against you. And the entire lights to the offices all shut down at the same time. That's not a good thing, is it? I can't imagine it would be. Cal, when you are in the office alone with Nabila and with Tippy, as soon as the lights go off, you feel a arm actually reach out and grab yours, and you hear a loud eep sound that you can only assume came from Tippy. Mm-hmm. Well, this is an interesting situation. Like, uh, is it? I assume that Nebula closed the door behind her. Yeah. Kyle would uh, like basically. Uh, I'm gonna try opening the door, seeing what's happening. You could door open is perfectly fine for you. Yeah, I like like look outside, see if there's any. Is there any like emergency lights in the hallway? You actually do see a red glow all the way across the hallway. I'm gonna basically like, shall we go find uh, 
someone or get out of this building. I'm gonna talk to Nabila and Tippy. I assume Tippy's still like holding onto my arm. Yeah, Tippy's definitely holding onto your arm. It's such a shame that the uh, lights had to come down on you. I thought for certain. Kiss the scared one. <laughs> uh... Oh yeah, she's definitely your type. She'd be perfect for you. Cal uh, basically tries to shut out these ghost pirates that have still stuck in his head. Uh, while uh, like looking around in the dark and like slowly walking towards the red light. And the red light's everywhere. There is no direct path okay. where the red light's coming okay. from. It is across the hallway. Does Cal hear anything? Is, is it like dead quiet in the building? You actually hear commotion of people talking across the hall. Uh, Cal will go investigate that. As you investigate, and I, Tippy is definitely holding on to you. Nabila is all like, should we follow with you? It's probably better than a group. And Nabila nods, you can barely see. And Tippy at this point is like even holding on to you even tighter and like closer. And she's, without a doubt, she's like a full foot and a half shorter than you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tao's a decently, uh, Cal's a decent, uh, decently uh, sized uh, he, he's a big student. blonde himbo, okay? Yep. He's he's like 6'4", yep. and she is like almost, like, like she she is, she, one day she'll be five foot. <laughs> oh. One day. Mm-hmm. And as you are starting to inch closer towards the commotion that you hear, you are actually going to see that the commotion is a few voices. Mm-hmm. I want you to roll wits. Oh. Eight. I'm going to say you recognize one voice, and you hear it basically saying, Oh man, I don't want to die like this. This fucking sucks. Does that sound like Chad? It absolutely sounds like your friend yes. Chad. Kyle, like, uh, perks up at this. He's like, oh, it's Chad. He, like, uh, starts walking faster, I guess. So I, like, go meet them. Tippy kind of continues holding on to you, but as you're running a little bit faster, she kind of... I think, like, before, we were, like, inching along. This time, we're, like, actually just walking. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I think you can tell that her legs are shaking and that she is very, very, very scared, but Nabila is perfectly chill, perfectly calm next to you. Mm-hmm. As you go forward, you actually see the on the other side of a door that's kind of already open, uh, inched open, you actually see a flashlight moving around. And as you open the door, you actually see Chad Dangerfield holding a flashlight while a young girl sits on a desk and looks out at you. Cal? And you can tell it's Lucia. Hey, Lucia. You know what's going on around here? Oh, uh, no. The lights just went out right as Chad over here was doing things that aren't at all in 
poor decision making it i was trying to take my okay listen okay so you know how i got completely flunked out of uh chem 2 well i thought this was the chem 2 office and i just like you know i wanted to see if i couldn't like change my grade in in the system about that uh, <laughs> i could try just showing up to class once once in a blue moon it, I'm sorry that I happen to be working a job, Cal. What would you know so about So am that? I. It, oh, like working for Mr. Young is a job. I do not like the voice yeah, I've already a... created for him. <laughs> yeah, like working for Mr. Young. It, no, I don't like that voice either. Where's my surfer voice? <laughs> Yo, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like working for Mr. Young is a job. Come back. To, get off it. He's a slave driver, I have you know. It, yeah, he's a slave driver when you're making tropical drinks for everybody to have. You jerk. Gosh, I wish there were just tropical drinks. You know, there's and... one called Parsley Paradise. What kind of drink has parsley in it? Parsley sounds pretty good, I'm gonna be honest. And as you say that, Tippy actually is like, I actually think that sounds pretty good myself. We see it this whole time is just sitting on a table, just like uh -huh, yeah. sipping tea, pretty much, just enjoying all of this. Shin, you wake up. And when you wake up, you find yourself in what can only be described as a nest. You have bile spit all around you that has basically melted material that you don't want to think too much about what it is has melted material around you sticking you against the wall next to you you see two other people one of whom has a hole bored through their skull and is definitely not moving and the other one is an unconscious large stocky man what do you do first thing shin says is it's the second worst time I woke up to something. I'm so then curious he, about the first one. Then he looks around to see if there's anything he can grab or if he can even move his arms. He just wants to try and move and see if he can move at all. I'm going to give you the choice of you can either look around for something or see if you can move as your first choice. Here, as your first I'm going to try if I can see if I can move any. Roll that courage. I got a 10. You notice that the material that you're currently stacked in is still having the bile dissolve around it, and it's just weak enough to where you can actually snap your arm out from the actual casing. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay. As you snap, you actually wake up the stocky man off to the side. The stocky man starts grumbling up. Uh, 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 the worst headache I've ever had in my life. Uh, where am I? And as he opens his eyes, he then just uh, starts screaming. I Am I free enough that I can put my hand over his face? Absolutely. I am going to put my hand on his, on his face and say... Hey, something did this. Let's try and be a little quiet. He's licking your hand to get you to take your hand off of his face because he wants to scream some more. 
and he's definitely muffled scream. Okay, I remove my hand and then shake it dry. <laughs> he screams for a little bit before he totally understands what you just said, and he's all like, "Oh, <clears throat> who are who are you?" You seriously don't recognize me? Should I? I'm Shinu Yong. It. You're Shinu Yong. I. Or. I thought you were older. Nope. Surely you have to be around. Sixty something. Surely. No. Hmm. Hmm. Well, all right. Uh, it, are you sure you're not? It, there are indeed apartments, but open for how many years? Pretty sure. It, oh, oh, all right. Um, Shall we get you down from there? It, that would be fantastic if you get me down. Mr. Yo... I should... I, and as you're trying to get him down... I should give you a proper greeting from me. I'm, uh, Reed Enos. I'm your, I'm your boss, basically. That's the person you're going to be reporting to. He talks like he should have a cigar just right in his mouth. Is there a cigar at the ground I can give him? And no, and if there was, you wouldn't. Or maybe you do. Maybe you hate him already. Can I roll to see if I somehow had a cigar in my pocket for unrelated business reasons? Yes, but only a above 12 gets you the cigar. Okay, what am I rolling? 2d6. Okay. Do you, do you see what I've done? You don't have to roll. You can't get it. Oh, I will. Okay. I got a five. That's above a twelve. How? It's a very cheap cigar. <laughs> that failure does not count towards your experience. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I, I'm helping him down. Ugh, thank you so much for... It what do you did you see what caused this? I did not. I was hoping maybe you had some idea. Oh, I have a very good idea. I just wanted to make certain if you knew already. So what are we looking for? Oh no, let's just escape and then we'll burn the building down later. It's it there's no reason to there's no reason to find out what it is that's here and what's loose and what sort of things you could tell Regina about and all that such. It's we're we're perfectly fine. Let's just leave from here if that's if that's all right with you. I mean, is there a button we press to burn the building? I mean, it sort of. There is long range artillery that we have from the shore. Can I press the button? Well, it's more like a trigger, but yeah, sure. All right, let's do it. All right, then. I tell you, Mr. Yogg, it's going to be absolutely great working with you.
I feel the same. As you, I imagine you want to start leaving the room that you're in. Yeah. I want you to roll courage as you are opening the door. Sorry, you said courage? Yeah. I got an 11. With an 11, you are undetected as you're moving down, but you see this whole hallway and lights are flickering, and the only way you can see down this hallway is through those flickering lights every few seconds as you go. With an 11, I'm going to say you're able to go through it. Do you look behind you while you're going that would be stupid so of course i'm gonna look behind me when you look behind you you actually see a snake-like slithering tail between the flicker so you will see the snake-like slithering tail uh slithering tail then it flickers off then it flickers back on and you see nothing then it flickers off and then you see it again when it flickers back on Can Reed, I run faster? You are running as fast as you possibly can. And Reed is, in fact, running not fast enough to keep up with you. What do you do? Hey, Reed. There is a snake somewhere here. I just saw it slithering. It's snake, yes, no, it's definitely a snake. Just just a normal sized snake. We are definitely being um it's it don't worry about that and and he, as he's saying this, he's starting to lose up more track with you. It you mind slowing down a little bit so I can stay closer to you. Sure. Can I transform? Yes, yes you can. Give me that chroma. I got a five. <laughs> yeah, I think you try to transform and you stop just long enough to transform that Reed pushes past you, pushes you down, and keeps running. Good boss. And Shin would do the same thing. Yeah, but he throws down some money. And Reed isn't... Uh, Reed's not about to throw money. Reed likes to keep all his money. You're pushed down to the ground, and as you're pushed down to the ground, before you're able to stand back up, you actually feel something wrap around your leg as a light flickers on, and you see face-to-face -face with the thing that's grabbing your leg. John... When you emerge, you emerge to moonlight. The entire lake is illuminated, and everything around you is glow. You recognize this lake. What is your first action? Uh, he looks for Henri. Henri slowly submerges after you, and immediately grabs for you as it becomes clear that she is having a troubled time swimming right now. He, um, helps her swim to the, the 
Is there a, I'm assuming there's an island nearby or something on the lake that they can crawl out of the lake on? Yes, there is. But as you're crawling through there, through the illumination, you see something prowling on that island. It's a... A, a big, bulky... panther-looking thing? Yes, it is. Hey, Henri. Yes. You doing okay? Not particularly. I'm very cold right now, and I feel like I don't know where we are, and I'm scared. If I'm gonna be honest. Well, good news is I know where we are. Where's that? The island of Mishipeshu. Somehow that doesn't make me feel any better. Well... It, uh... It'll be fine. Um, he helps her get to the island. And... Helps her onto the shore first. Okay. As the two of you are helped onto, or as the two of you start getting onto the island, she immediately just tries to find something to get warm. You can tell she is very, very cold. Um. And as this happens, you see from the side of your view the prowling creature hide into a thicket of wood. John is going to the the first thing to is he's he's gonna um take off his pack and then put it down and then put a line in the sand to brace her into Orban Mr. Peshu like behind that line and then he's gonna pull out the um blankets that kept in the pack to get put around Henri. Henri nods at you and wraps herself tight in that blanket. John, if you need to do something, it's okay to leave me here. Stay behind that line and that bracer and build a fire. Go from there and get out of those wet clothes. You'll get hypothermia. She nods, and as she starts peeling off her clothes, and she begins to start putting together a fire, hoping that she can dry off the flint set that she has uh, enough to actually spark up. I think in the bottom of my pack I have a flint set that I keep in a waterproof bag. Hopefully it didn't get too wet. Um, <laughs> you know, this would be a lot more romantic. If we weren't in danger. <laughs> John, how many times have you said that to me? I don't know. But I'll be right back. I'll see you later, beautiful. She nods, and in the background, you can actually see her flame. 
as you move into the thickets of woods. What do you do as you move into those woods? John is going to uh, slowly crouch down and essentially prowl the woods for Mishi Peshu. I want you to give me a courage roll. Twelve. You immediately just, out of instinct, you move out of the way as you feel a spear move right past your face and pale, like, like just impale itself right into a tree. It's new. Um, John picks up the spear. Okay. Did you want to look at the spear? Yes. The spear does not look human in origin. It does not look like something from the crypt wood. And while you don't necessarily know Abzuan culture amazingly well, it does not look Abzuan either. Hmm. It's a lie, you, uh, Notice anything about the spear? Selah does not respond. That's, mm, that's, mm, that's not good. It's chroma interference. You hear a voice echo out around you. Do I recognize the voice? I sure hope you do. Bro, I would hope that you'd recognize me a little bit better than that. Right? And you see a glowing, almost bathed in your light figure of your brother Bobby. Hey, Bobby. John? She's quite the woman, you know. I always knew she was, but she's quite the woman. Certainly is. I hear your sword's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying to some, but it grow it's grown on me. No, I mean I literally hear your sword is annoying. He keeps on yelling at me, trying to get to you. I'm guessing you're not quite as connected as I am, right? No, probably not. It's uh I was never one to tap into the chroma, you know. And yet you're the one that's two different kinds of chroma warrior. Guess I'm uh lucky like that. Lucky? I don't know if I call it that. Lucky are the uh are the others that got to retire have to do this yeah but you know i was always about more doing things than not i'm sure that drives henry wild now doesn't it i'm sure it does she uh she's probably been wanting me to retire for a while now i would too honestly i really hoped you would retire i had for a while had you? Yeah, I was a diver working at a museum. It was fun. But you kept it. The bracer? You kept the orb. Well, yeah. Gotta keep memories alive. Do you know what I did with mine? Mm, last time I saw it, you threw it at my head. And that was about it. Well... Picked it up again. 
I threw a little bit harder. I think at this point you realize that what you're seeing is a apparition mm-hmm. over top the glowing orb that used to belong to your brother. So am I talking to uh, the Thunderbird right now or just a echo, an echo of my brother? What do you think? Probably a little bit of both. The apparition slowly dissipates. Can John pick up the orb and look at it? When you reach down at the orb, you actually see something else illuminated in the light. And you see a large feline head staring directly at you. Roll courage. Good evening, Mishy. Seven. You can either pick up the orb and have something happen to you or avoid something happen to you. I think John will avoid it. He'll he'll go to pick up and see Mishy, and then he will step back. You step back just in time for Mishy to pounce at you and miss you. Roll wits real quick. Uh, okay. Let's see. What is my wits? Uh, oh, okay. Forgot about that. Five. Yeah, you don't see shit. Mishi does not seem right as this is happening, though. And Mishi goes, and as you're trying to notice something, as you're trying to think for a moment, Mishi does, in fact, move forward and claw at you. Take two harm. Mishi, I recognize that I don't have the powers anymore, but I hope you'll be able to receive see an old friend without trying to kill him. Mishy is not listening to you. Mishy is extremely mad. Well, uh, I know there's one way to make you listen. And John is going to... He's going to run up and grab Mishy by the horns and hop on his back. Okay. Roll courage minus two okay so that's just a straight standard 2d6 four yeah about the worst thing you can imagine happens as you actually go to jump up onto mishi peshu you feel yourself immediately knocked down to the ground as you notice something else is already on top of mishi peshu and you see a tall about eight feet tall humanoid creature that is got the face of an eagle on it and has long like just black scaled arms and what almost looks like an organic bandolier around their chest and you feel yourself not smacked down with one of their arms, but with a spear. As you're knocked down to the ground onto your back, you see a red laser dot trace itself up and down over your body. What do you do? 
uh, John is gonna try to get up. Okay. Give me courage to see if you can stand back up. It's still at a minus two or normal? Normal now. Twelve. Yeah, you stand up, and I think you actually get a free attack on the... Tell me what, what you're gonna do as this free attack. Or is this reaction? John is gonna try to take the butt end of the, the spear and slam it into the, the rider and knock it off Mishi Peshu. Okay. I'm going to say in, because this is a complicated action to do, mm -hmm. to grab the spear, I do want to see a boldness roll. Okay. Nine. With a nine, I'm going to say because I did give you a free action, I'm just going to say this is... So you're able to knock, like use their spear to knock them onto the ground, but they don't necessarily knock onto their back. You push them off and edge them off a little bit, and they stand upright, and now actually hold the spear themselves and pull the spear out from the side, as you realize when you knocked them over, you had actually stabbed them in the side. What do you do? Look, I came to find my friends and my brother. You're riding my old friend. An inhuman growl comes from the humanoid creature. They move closer to you, gripping onto something that is held on the back. As they pull it out, you notice it is a large sword that now glows orange. The orange light is the same sunset color as Cal, back in the room from before. Yep. You begin to hear those voices again inside your head. I do believe this is a rather precocious environment for all. I don't know if the kids are necessarily going to be safe. You want to try running away, leaving the kids as fodder? Are we trying to do noble things here? Uh, I think Cal is going to like like uh, kind of like grimace and be like thinking his head the I got this. It was just a power outage. Ooh, yeah, but power outage. With this red light. I don't know. Feels weird. Sam, is this normal for Bowen? I know Bowen is uh, kind of odd when it comes to things. Especially considering that you're currently run by a superhero. The power outage being odd? I feel like that'd be more to do with the university's electrical bill, wouldn't it? Sam, we're currently bathed in an eerie red light that is not the emergency lighting that we have for these buildings. So I'd like to ask the question again, and I'd like you to give me a straight answer. This isn't not normally what happens. 
Again, unidentified creatures. So then, you are also thinking that it's some kind of creature that's currently attacking. I feel like that's a good hypothesis to work off of. Oh, shoot. We should probably find the kids, shouldn't we? Just what I was thinking. And I think at that point, she starts hustling up towards the stairs. Yeah, Sam's going the same way. As you run back up the stairs through the hallway, you actually see Keith Chancellor and Donnie Dancer in the halls. Between them, though, you see a ghostly red figure pass between one room into the hallway, into the room that Cal is currently in, along with Tippy, Nabila, Lucia, Chad. Do I know which room Cal is currently in? No. Ghosts are new. I'm gonna go follow the ghost. Keats begins to follow behind you, but then actually stays behind a little bit and run towards Keith and Donnie. Okay, that's fair. Cal, as you're sitting in this room, you then see, and at this point, the three pirates are arguing in your head about what the red light could mean. As this ghostly red figure passes through into the room and stands still for a moment. Chad looks up. Bruh. Um, uh? And Lucia, looking over at it as well, gives a very similar... Alright, that's new. Tippy is now full-on holding onto your arm, and the arm she's holding onto is your left oh, arm. Oh no. <laughs> that's the arm with the diver on it, isn't it? The watch. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? Is it bad that the first thought that came to my mind is I want to throw a rock at it? Incredibly <laughs> bad. I was I actually I kind of wanted to like throw a pencil at it to see if it like bounced off, but um no that's not what I'm gonna do actually um let's see I would. Cal would recognize this going red figure, would he? Does it look like anything? You recognize it's a no, it looks oh. like a it looks like a silhouette of a human. Oh. Sorta. Of. Okay. Okay. You might recognize the color mm -hmm. of it, though. I uh would slowly back away and say is it like standing in front of the doorway? Like in the doorway or is it in? It's standing okay. in the middle of the room. I'm going to like suggest like kind of like a calm low voice like we should get out of here. And like slowly back up and like skirt around it and like motion to everyone else to do the same and like get them out behind before me. Chad moves closer towards the red ghost very curious as to what it is. 
bro, the hell is this? And actually reaches out and puts his hand out towards the thing. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> his hand phases through it. But the head looks immediately at it. At Chad. And Chad can't make out what the head looks like. But immediately gets so spooked that he starts running away as well. I think I, I think as soon as Chad starts running, I would push anyone who's still in the room, basically, like out the door as fast as possible. Like, get get away, get away. And are you also pushing them? Like, like are you are you joining them as you're running away as well? Yes. Okay. As you push everyone out of the way, that is when Sam comes up right behind all of you. Is Tippy still holding on to Cal? I think at this point Tippy has had to let go as Cal's had to okay. push everyone. I'm not going to comment on that then. <laughs> you say nothing. <laughs> Cal, make sure everyone else is outside. That's what I'm doing. Cool. As Cal's like basically like uh, hurting them over there. <laughs> Nobody touch the red ghost thing. Too late. Who touched the red ghost thing? Hi, uh, I'm Chad Dangerfield. You probably heard of me at some point. Uh, Aren't you the backup quarterback? It. I like how you know the backup it, quarterback. Thank you so much. Not the actual quarterback. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's okay. He doesn't know about me too much. My friend Chad here. He's the real star, ain't it? Yeah. Thank you, All dude. Right. Man, get them out of here. Uh, it didn't feel, didn't feel too weird to touch it. Just, you know, it then looked at me. It's fuck. It's, it's wild. Like, Cal, oh, get man, them out of here. Shelter in just, place. Ugh. Find a different room. Uh, the door doesn't seem to be working for the outside. See if maybe you can find an emergency exit. But if not, just find a different room and shelter in place there. Okay? Sure. Did you get that? Cool. Yeah. So is like Keats with us then too? Because everyone's Yes, Keats is definitely there and Keats has actually started to gather all the kids together mm -hmm. as well. Hi, I'm uh Chad Dangerfield. It's nice to meet you. Who are you? Just Keats completely unimpressed by <laughs> Chad. It, I mean I'm pretty I'm a pretty cool dude. It's whatever. Gosh, Kyle's just shaking his head like, just stop, stop. <laughs> I'm waiting until they're out of the room to do something. I think we're all out of the room by now. Keats starts actually, like, channeling everyone down, looking over at the two of you, and says, are you both coming? As she's starting to usher everyone down the stairs. I'll be right there. <laughs> Keats lingers a little bit on the stairwell before following the kids. Okay, she's gone. Now you can do the thing. Yeah, I, I'm gonna like... 
<laughs> I'm gonna like close the door behind them and then transform so there's no yep. like flash of orange light <laughs> glowing down. I think by the time okay. everyone has moved out, the ghost is actually starting to move into the Ooh, hall. Yeah. I got a nine. Oh yeah, I've got a transform as well, so. Wait, you have a plus three in wits and uh, chroma? Oh, wait, no, I did that wrong. Did I? I'll let you roll again because you did roll the Are maths you wrong. Are kidding me? <laughs> I draw a terrible this so episode. It's, you know what the worst part is? I technically haven't even used your jinx. Oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe this is his jinx. I rolled a six with the plus three. In... Come on. I did level up again, though. Say, or 2d6 plus three. I did level up again, though. I got an eight. <laughs> I rolled the same. Okay, okay. So with an, with an eight, you are going to have a... You're just going to have the slightly turbulent waters as you transform in that beautiful, brassy kind of bronze ocean around you. All right. Cal, you attempt to transform... And as you do so, I think you actually see a camera flash from the stairwell. And you notice that Tippy is on the side of the stairwell. Yeah. And I think that just just distracts you enough to where. Yeah. But Tippy definitely sees Professor Taylor transform into the. I'm basically shooting her away before. I'm like, shoot, shoot. Do I notice her? Great. Yes, you do. As you both transform and the ghost moves forward, Sam, I want you to roll. I want you to roll wits. Ten. You notice something strange about this ghost? You notice a familiar presence? You also notice that its two arms are of differing length. Oh. Oh no. Shin, you look forward and you see the face of a large woman with fangs and a tongue long looking towards you. Her hair is long and almost tenderly as bile drips from her lengthy tongue at you and looking directly at you. What do you do? Hi. Are either of my arms free? I'm yes. going to attempt to transform. Okay. I'm going to say because you are transforming under duress at this point, minus two. Ooh, that was a fail. I even meant to put a minus one and still failed. Ooh. Ooh. That's a real bad fail, too. Yeah, so as you try to actually transform this time, bile 
slips down from this thing's tongue and onto your dive watch. Your dive watch then starts to corrode. Yeah, that sounds good. What's your next play? Is there anything within arm's reach besides her tongue? Her tongue is definitely within arm's reach. Besides her tongue. There's rubble. There is also probably, I would say, that material you wouldn't want to know what is around you. And let's also say shards of broken glass. I would like to grab some shards of glass and throw it at her face. Okay. I'm going to say that's a courage rather than boldness. Oh, give me one second because I just leveled up. And I increased my courage. Hell yeah. I mistyped and gave it too much, but we will change that back to the proper amount. That is a nine. Okay, with a nine, you are able to throw glass at her face. More of that noxious bile actually drips down onto you, so I'm going to say you take two harm. Nice. But you are able to distract her and run away a little bit. Reed at this point has gone absolutely as far away as possible already. And is probably outside of the building. Okay. I'm just... Is there anything you want to do before you exit the building? Or you just run just right Um, out of the building? Yeah, I'm just going to run as fast as possible. I want you to give me another courage roll to see how far you're able to get before something happens. If something happens. I got a 12. With a 12, you are able to get out of there. Not only are you able to get out of there, but as you're leaving, like, the area, you actually see that Reed has called for a chopper, and that the chopper is actually starting to touch down already. As you are boarding the chopper, you actually see that it's currently being piloted by some dude that you recognize, but you probably don't know the name of because you just Can got I roll the job. Wits? Absolutely. I got a nine. Do okay. I do... Oh, what see if I knew to... any part of his oh, name. You... Give me a second. Let me pull up my, my name sheet. I have, a sh- I have a sheet full of all the names I want to use. Yeah, this is definitely Ethan Cheek. Thanks for the lift, Ethan. Ethan just kind of like nods. And then also inside the helicopter is going to be Nadia, who has a uh, giant rifle with her. Hey, uh, shoot her. Just shoot her. uh, Okay, you're the boss. And she lines up a shot waiting for 
this creature to start coming up behind you. And as you're able to jump out of there, you're able to get onto the chopper. And as the chopper is lifting off, the creature starts running out until this rifle shoots down with a massive, horrid, wretched sound, shoots off a incredible round that pierces her chest and pushes her back down into the depths of the pit. That's not standard issue, is it? Nah, it's something that uh that my good friend Kath whipped up. You know, it's a real shame that she's not coming to join you. The young estate. I thought R&D Sam was in charge of all the staffing there. Well, Sam decided she didn't want to. Uh, you know, she didn't need to come. You know what? I'll see what I can do. She really deserves to be in the good facility. Reed looks over at you. Are we burning the? Oh place yeah, yeah. Let's what? let's do this. And Reed then immediately looks over at Ethan. Mr. Cheek, if you could drop the payload. And a number of canisters drop down from behind the helicopter as it's uh, jumping out. Canisters all drop around the area. And noxious fumes starts blanketing the entire set before you can actually see the concrete and the island rubble start to just collapse in on itself. It's like it's dissolving, but also just melting. Hmm. Now it's more of a pit. John... The orange glowing sword has already struck you against your, like, whole body and pushed you to the ground. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel hot, despite the fact that it looks like it should, but but still, your body feels scorched. It's not a heat. It is just you feel marked by something. Mm Mm-hmm. What is your play? Um, John stands up again. And uh, points the spear at the thing. I don't know what you are. Whether you're an apparition, a spirit of long time past or whatever. But I have things that I need to do. Get out of my way. And he's going to stab him with the spear. Okay. Give me that boldness. Six. Can I? I don't know. I don't how to use the one. Could I use another destiny counter? Absolutely. I just want you to know. Things will be hard for you as you continue to use them. Well, here's the thing. I think I'm on the last one. Damn, have you already gone through them? I think so, yeah. We're 
We're on episode five. Yeah. We're on five. How long? Do you know how long this is going to go? Anyway. Okay, so yeah. If you're going to use the very last of your destiny counter, using it up quick, then yeah. We will deal with the fallout of that next episode for sure. I'll just take the experience. Okay. What happens? You feel yourself stabbed on the side. You try to use the spear against it, and instead it's grabbed on your part and it just jabs you right in the side. Take two harm and you have a spear coming out from your abdomen. You are definitely knocked to the ground and you are staring up at this thing. It's looking down at you and it's now spear in your side and now sword directly at your throat. What are you going to do? John's going to remove the spear and throw it away. Okay. And from there? Um, he'll put his hand to his side. I didn't come to die. An inhuman sound comes out, but you swear it almost sounds like, and yet you will. One day, but not today. So what's your plan? Um, is, there, is there anything around me that I can use to get out of the situation? There is a spear you threw away. Right. There's a watch on your wrist. I'll try to transform. Okay. Roll me that chroma. Selah, I hope you're listening. Nine. With a nine, you are just barely able to transform. And when you do transform, you hear about 9,000 of Selah's thoughts all immediately hit you at the same time. And the last of them is duck. And I think you're able to duck just in time to move out of the way, to just do whatever you can to get out of that situation as the orange glowing sword pierces into the ground, into the sand of the beach, right next to your head. And this thing looks at you as you would then feel right behind you. The prowl of Mishi Peshu surround on the other side. John, this is... What sort of situation did you get us in? Real bad one. What's your play? Hey. Can I use the Mar Racer? I want you to tell me how. I want you to tell me how you use it. Okay. Because you absolutely can. I want you to set the stage for it. Okay. Uh, and in fact, I'm actually going to text you an idea uh -huh. for how it might. That works. I like that. I thought you would. Uh, so I want you to tell me what you do right before. Okay. okay. I want you to set the scene of. Um, 
So the mist is starting to come in from the lake. Uh, it's floating across the island. There's Mishi Peshu in the weird sword spear person. Uh, very angry. There's an injured John and a quiet Selah. And so John snaps his fingers and summons the Mar Racer. Um, and the Mar Racer is like it's a hover bike. The the front half is is completely it's like it's just completely hovered, and then the back half has a wheel. Um, but in the current configuration, it has like the just mechanical head of a marlin with its spear nose and honor is riding it through the mist and it slams into Mishy Pesci. Not only is Henri riding it, but Henri is riding it in monster form. And it slams into Mishy Pesci and the spear person, and John hops on the back. So you're able to get just enough time as it slams into both of them to jump onto the back. Henri looks at you and says, Hun, Okay, this is starting to get a way, way, way much more than we needed. Yeah, no kidding. Do we feel like we want to abandon this quest right now? Yeah, I'm not strong enough. Henri looks back at you after hearing that and says, I don't think that's true. I don't know what else could be. You see a moonlit apparition. You see it coming from inside the forest. Just very faint as you are pulling away from it. Looking back, it looks at you and says, You can win this fight. Cal and Sam, you are looking at this red ghost. It's moving closer to you, and one of you has been able to transform. And you've just noticed something about this ghost. What is your play? So I Cal hasn't noticed anything about it yet, though, right? No, Cal probably hasn't noticed. I this. double check to make sure that I'm between Tippy and the ghost, and I draw my weapon. Okay. Could you describe what your weapon is? I was just going to use the standard dive spear. Okay, that's fine. I just wanted to, I just wanted to hear your weapon described yet again. Uh, and I whispered to Tippy, get out of here. Tippy, after seeing this, starts to crawl back down the stairs. And you can actually hear the commotion as you can hear a door try to be shaken. You want to try... The ghost inches closer towards you, Sam. You want to try again, Cal? Working on it. Can Cal try to transform again? Roll that chroma. 
11. With an 11, I'm going to say that brilliant orange light uh, covers all around you. I'm also going to say you are strong enough and quick enough to transform to get one free action. What are you going to do? I've had enough of boss me around, so I'm going to grab uh, the spear out of Sam's hand and try to stab the ghost. Because <laughs> I don't have a spear of my own. So. Yes! <laughs> Perfect. Teamwork. Mm -hmm. Sam just reacts, uh, okay. Okay. Give me that boldness. I want to see, like, what exactly are you... Okay, so you're grabbing the spear, and what are you doing with the spear? I think the first thing you do is do, like, a like a swipe through it with the, the spear tip. Okay. Ten. Nice. When you swipe through it, it doesn't feel like it's just air. It doesn't feel like it's nothing. You're able to cut through it like it is... Like it's honey. Like, it feels solid enough as you're cutting through it, but it just kind of forms back in on itself after you cut it apart. But you actually see the the figure, the silhouette, dissipate slightly, and then reconfigure, re-solidify into this single red ghost silhouette. As the shorter of its two arms reaches out towards you and you see a pale light shine out directly at you, Cal. Cal would try to dodge if it's possible. And it feels... Yeah, oh, never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. No, no, no. no. You I say, mean, if you I say, feel yeah, something... No, no. Um, You try um... to dodge... No, when you when you jump out of the way, you you are actually able to dodge entirely out of the way through this light. Sam, as you see that light, you notice that it's not coming from the arm. It's coming from a few steps away from the arm. What are you uh, can I produce my other weapon and attack where I think it's coming from? Yes, All right, absolutely. I think that's a zero, yeah. You should describe your weapon again. Yeah, so as I'm rolling, I pull out a guitar and the end of the guitar looks like a diamond shaped stingray with a really pointy nose and I got a six yeah with a six you try and attack but it phases directly through where you're trying to hit and now it turns to you and it's clearly gotten your attention that's weird and i think before you're able to do anything you see another flash across this room okay cal what do you do now do i see where this flash is coming from yes you are faced towards where the flash would come from it is coming from the end of the hallway not the stairwell of the hallway 
and you're not quite able to make out where the what the flash is aside from the fact that it's clearly a cat. oh <laughs> i thought it was like a red flash again oh it's just like a flash nope. okay <laughs> yeah uh um so cow would jump forward again this time he's gonna poke the spear through the like supposed head area of this ghostly form Okay. Is that a boldness? Yep. Give me that boldness. Twelve. I'm absolutely terrible outside of combat, but inside of combat, Kyle's like a prodigy. <laughs> you poke through this thing, and you feel it just kind of get stuck halfway through as you're poking through. You pull it right back out, and you actually feel the red ghost pull towards you. As it pulls towards you, it actually phases all the way through you. Sam, what do you do? So the ghost is phasing through him? Yes. That's weird. So we're in, like, the hallway, right? Yes. Can I do, like, a follow-up hit and try to, like, get the ghost against the wall? Absolutely. So that's what I'm trying to do. Let's see if it happens. And I got another six. Cal's going to head up with the headache. With a six... With a six, you're able to try an attack but your attack at this point phases completely through it. Cal, after you feel this thing phase all the way through you, and after you feel another flash of light bathe this entire hallway, you get a distinct feeling of... It's not distinct, actually. You get an extremely vague feeling. And it's somewhere between don't do anything dumb and run. I think Cal would uh, follow his instincts and uh, basically jump away and say to Sam, I think we should get out of here. Maybe try to draw it outside. Outside doesn't work. I still think we should not be here with this thing. Alright, let's go ahead and try to drag it up then. Okay, as you two of you try to actually run down the stairs, you see Tippy quickly following behind you as she has been taking pictures. And she looks at Cal and says, Are you alright? Are you okay? I'm fine. Why are you out here again? <laughs> I... It's too good of a story to pass up. Besides, everyone else is safe this outside. Is... Outside works? As you are running down the stairs, and as you look at the end of the hallway, you see the door has been opened. But when we say opened, it has been pulled open. And you then hear Tippy say, 
Yeah, Professor Endymion opened the doors for us. That's interesting. Like it was like ripped open or like just open? Like it was ripped open. But only you two can tell. Huh. I think, I, I think Khaled paused momentarily then usher Tippy through. <laughs> and said, huh? get going. And then follow right behind. Don't tell anyone. As you start moving away from that room, like from the hallway, as you run outside, the doors are like halfway open before you see this ghost figure push through, push the doors open further, crushing them yet more. As the power behind them, as the power to the actual like hall, the uh, history and discovery wing, all light back on at the same time, and this ghost dissipates right in front of the hall. Well, that was all very strange. John, Henri is telling you that she wants to keep fighting. You hear Selau in your head demanding that you do not make him disappointed in you. That I am the legendary Selau and John, I have chosen you to be my warrior in arms and you are going to run away? You hear your brothers tell you that you can win this fight. What are you going to do? Hey, Honor, you want to do something completely dumb? When have we ever done anything smart? We, we got married in April. That was a good. That was a good time. That, we saved a lot of money then. We got one time we did something smart, and we got a million times we did something dumb. Well, this is gonna add to that list. Gun it, and let's go kick some ass. She guns the Marlands forward towards. Which one is which one do you want her to meet? What I want to do is like to, to shoot past and then as shooting past John's gonna do a flying slash off the Mar Racer onto uh against the Shadow Warrior. Okay. I'm going to need you to do a boldness roll then. Okay. Nine. With a nine I'm going to have you then make that choice. You can either attack just Mishi Peshu or just on uh I was about to say. Uh or just the Shadow Warrior. Just the Shadow Warrior. Okay. With a flying Sailow slash. Henri crashes directly into the Shadow Warrior, pushing them onto their back. You hop off of the Marlands mid-flight as it's still moving. And you push your saber directly down into its side, giving it a another stab against it, and one to match the stab that it gave you. 
Selau inside of it screams out in victory as this thing grabs your arm, pulling not just like your arm up, but Selau out with your arm. Mm -hmm. Standing up using your like body to stand, drawing its sword, clearly initiating a duel. What do you do? John grips Selah with both hands. Um, John is going to slash the 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 shadow warrior with Selah. Okay. I want you to roll boldness. I want you to know this is a good time to use your last destiny counter. Okay. Twelve. You don't got to use that destiny counter. I want you to tell me how this goes. Um, so the the Shadow Warrior comes up for a, a large overhanded slash. Uh, John hesitates for just a moment and brings Sela to his side and then with one fluid motion slashes straight through the Shadow Warrior's stomach going underneath his blade. You see the Shadow Warrior bleed out as you slash underneath you see it not just pierce through what has now become obviously armor, but also into its its skin. And you see its exposed skin underneath the armor as you see it bleed out underneath there. And underneath the skin, it almost looks human. You can't tell too much, but it's a stretch of abdomen that just looks human to you. It sheathes its sword and then makes an inhuman cry of agony. As this thing begins to walk backwards and slowly succumb into the water. What do you do? John will flick the blood off of Selau. I think we won, John. Yeah, I think we did. Wasn't there a panther here earlier? Maybe. Where is Mishy? You do not see hide nor hair. Huh. Oh, uh. Well, I... Henri, this is Selau. Selau, this is my wife, Henri. We, uh, we met last week during the, uh, giant monster thing. Right, but, uh, you know, that was a giant monster fight. Yeah, when that thing kind of ended, I, uh, kind of had to tend to Reese pretty quick. Yeah. So, Selau, you're, uh, pretty boisterous. Well... I guess. You see that ghostly apparition from the edge of the forest. And you see it nod and smile as it slowly disappears. What do you do? We brought a sewing kit, right? 
I don't believe so. Why would we need it? John, untransform. I think as soon as you untransform, the shock of everything kind of hits you, and you pass out. Cal and Sam, you are outside of the history and discovery wing. You just saw the red ghost dissipate, and you are... Cal and Sam, you are right outside the history and discovery wing as you just saw everything happen. I think Tippy is still nearby as pretty much all the other students have run back to their homes at this point. Is uh, Keith still there then? That is different. I am very curious on what that was, but I kind of don't want to find out at this moment. Sam, I feel like you have a pretty strong idea as to what it is. I think it, it has is. something to do with Reese's broken driver. But that, oh, but Reese is still here and there's something, do you know what happens when drivers break? I think we just found out. That power is still kind of bound to them, but it's also free-flowing through the world at this point, trying to latch on to something, anything. So, I don't know if it was successful. I don't know if it can thrive in the presence of a ton of other light, but that's what it looked like to me. So will this keep happening then? Like, every other day there will be a, a ghost appearance of the red driver, its power? I mean, it might. It took a week for this to happen, but who's to say it hadn't been wandering the city for the last week or so? This is an interesting sign. I think at this point, if he sees no one else around besides Tippy, Cow would untransform. Okay. I'm going to say there's, like, that's pretty much the scene. Yeah. Unless you wanted to have a specific conversation with Tippy. I think I'd just be like, go over to her and say, like, don't post the pictures of me in there just yet. Thank you. I I promise not to. Besides, I need to borrow the school's scanner in order to actually scan those files into JPEGs and put them onto the... I believe you were calling it Blage? Yeah, now that I hear it from someone else, just just create a better name. Is that... I, I don't know, I, I kind of like... Well, maybe we can have, like, we can push it a little bit. I think Blog sounds better. I like it. That sounds like a good end to the scene. Shin. It's the next morning, and what 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 would you want to do after that event? What is your first instinct as director? He immediately goes down to the R and D department, gives them his corroded dive watch, and says, "Fix it." 
which R and D department? The Yong Estate one or the one underneath uh, BBU? Uh, whichever one's most operational at this point. I think. I think Sam has probably okay. gotten enough at Yong Estate to put it up. So pretty much you're okay. putting it in the so hands. So then of he Sam. wakes up, walks downstairs, goes to the uh, far left wing, and uh, takes the elevator down there and uh, hands it directly to Sam. Says, "Fix it." Oh, what did you do? A snake lady drooled on it. Didn't you read the brief the briefing reports? Yeah, I didn't expect it to look like this. Look, just just fix it. Just keep it the same. Okay. You don't want me to upgrade this while I'm fixing no. it. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I won't. You didn't see any ghosts, did you? That wasn't no. in the briefing. Okay. Cool. Just making sure. Ghosts don't exist. Can I point out one key detail on uh, Shin's wa- the watch that he just handed Sam? Absolutely. On the back of it is someone has clearly defaced the back of it. They've carved something in. It's okay. uh, in the back in Korean is written Jinaui Shige, which roughly translates to Jinao's watch. Okay. I like that scene right there. Cal, what do you do the next morning? Uh, guess he would wake up, um, do his usual uh, routine in the morning, get ready for life. Does he feel any different? Still got three annoying voices in mm-hmm. the front yeah. of his head. In fact, I think at this point, Calico finally kind of after, you know, a little bit of time waiting and after everything had happened. Cal, I just, I just really want to know, why are we still here? If Davy Jones is dead, our curse should be lifted, and yet, here we are. I think, like, Cal would be, like, in the middle of doing something, he'd, like, freeze and be like, are, are you suggesting he's not dead? There was nothing left at the scene. Cal, I'm not suggesting that Davy Jones is dead. I'm suggesting that I think you sealing us inside here is a whole different other kind of curse. That's end of episode. We do have one little teaser. Teaser. John, you wake up. Not only do you wake up, but you wake up in a Bowen facility royal stoke and standing over top of you is someone you used to know in fact it's a former teammate of yours and they have a little name badge on that on their uniform their little blazer and underneath their name it says security director of a royal stoke facility Hi, John.
Thank you for listening to Totally Tubular Transform and Dive Rangers episode 12, Fair Game. Our music is left for us in a hollowed out tree trunk by the mysterious Daryl Archidell. You can follow us on Twitter at off underscore hour or send us an email offhournetwork at gmail.com. If you think we're cool, write us a review or tell your friends about us. If you think we're lame, do those things anyway and trick people to listen to us. Wow. That Reese, huh? They sure did some crazy stuff. Wow. I have no idea what happened in that episode because we recorded it like eight months ago and I do not listen to the raw episodes. I just record these intros and outros now. Is it a bad way to record this stuff? Are we making a bad podcast? These thoughts and more as the story develops. See you next time, <laughs> whenever we update, whenever that is.